welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. So I've entitled this message, Listen to the Voice. And uh, we're going to start reading this morning. I'm reading out of the Amplified uh, Version, but it's John and chapter 10. Listen to the voice, John chapter 10. And I'm reading verse 14 here. Jesus speaking and he says, I am the good shepherd. And I know without any doubt those who are my own. Isn't that lovely? I know without any doubt those who are my own. And my own know me and have a deep personal relationship with me. Now, I've got a question to ask you today. Are you one of God's sheep? You can answer your neighbor if you're too, you don't want to shout out. Are you one of God's sheep? Because this verse here says, I know my own and they know me and they have a deep personal relationship with me. So what does a sheep of the Lord have? A shallow relationship? No relationship? A wee bit there and a wee bit there here? Or a deep personal, because it's personal, I can't have a relationship with the Lord for Brian. He has to have it himself. It's personal to me and the Lord. A deep, personal relationship. And if we go across to verse 23, it says, It was winter and Jesus was walking in the temple area in Solomon's portico. And so the Jews surrounded him and began saying to him, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are really the Christ, the Messiah, and the anointed, tell us so plainly and openly. And Jesus answered them and he says, I've told you so, yet you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify concerning me. They are my credentials and the evidence declaring who I am. Verse 26. But you do not believe me, so you do not trust and follow me, because you're not my sheep. So just stopping at that verse. You do not believe me. So you don't trust and you don't follow me because you're not my sheep. I've put beside that verse in my Bible, sheep, trust. If you're God's sheep today, you trust him. Sheep trust. Someone who is not his sheep does not trust. Verse 27. The sheep that are my own hear my voice and listen to me. I know them and they follow me. So there we hear that sheep that belong to the Lord hear his voice. So all of us sheep in here hear his voice. None of us can say, oh, that's, that's for the pastor. Or, you know, that's for 
the kids, the teacher, that's for the life group leader. They can hear his voice. But that's, you know, I don't really hear his voice. I haven't heard his voice. No, the word says that sheep, his sheep, hear his voice. So they hear and then they listen. So they hear his voice. Then they pay heed to his voice. They listen to it. So that they follow him. So we've got now verse 26, sheep trust. Verse 27, sheep hear him. They pay attention to him and sheep follow him. Verse 28, and I give them eternal life. And they will never ever by any means perish and no one will ever snatch them out of my hand. What a beautiful promise. No one will ever snatch a sheep out of his hand. And I love to say that to the Lord. I just love to to see myself often in the Lord's hand. I was reading a scripture, um, I believe it is Isaiah 49, and says, the Lord has hidden me in the shadow. There's a shadow there of my hand, and the Lord's hidden me in the shadow of his hand. And the right hand of the Lord upholds me. There's so much word about the hand of the Lord, but we are in his hand, and no one can snatch a sheep out of his hand. We have the victory over the enemy. Amen? Hallelujah. Doesn't matter what battle you're going through. You don't, doesn't matter if you think you're finished. You're not finished because if you're a sheep, nothing and no one and no demon in hell can snatch you out of his hand. Hallelujah. Verse 29, my father has given them to me. So we are given to the Lord by the father. My father who has given them to me is greater and mightier than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. So we're told here, you're not going to be snatched out of Jesus' hand. And no one's going to snatch you out of the Father's hand. I say you're doubly secure. We're really secure. Amen? Praise God. So it's lovely to know we're his sheep. Sheep trust. Sheep hear his voice. Sheep follow. Amen? And, you know, it's so important, this teaching is so, so important. Um, you know, there's some Christians, I know they wouldn't be here in this church, but there's some Christians that would believe or maybe have been taught that they can't hear the voice of God. But all I can say to that is, because we just read the scriptures, that's a lie. That's a lie. Come on, just shout that. That's a lie. We just expose that. And if ever a Christian says that to you, you challenge them. You say, did you ask Jesus to come into your heart? And they'll say yes. And do you believe that the Lord Jesus is living in your heart? And that hopefully they're going to say yes. And he's in your, in your heart by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Yes. And do you know that the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of truth? And he cannot lie. And the Spirit of truth is now indwelling you. And do you know that the word says in John 10 that his sheep hear his voice. So just expose it. Everyone in here that is a sheep and calls himself a sheep and has a spirit of truth inside of them can hear the voice. And all you have to do if you come across someone like that is you strike that lie down. If you've believed that lie, you repent of that, and you just say, I'm not believing that in the name of Jesus. I'm sorry, God. I trust you. I'm your sheep. 
and I trust you. I trust you. John chapter 18 and the second part of verse 37 says, Everyone who is of the truth, who is a friend of the truth and belongs to the truth, hears and listens carefully to the voice. So John 18, 37b, everyone who is of the truth, who is a friend of the truth and belongs to the truth, hears. So you hear and then you listen to carefully pay attention to the voice because the voice or the leadership is there of the Holy Ghost for a reason. Amen? You know, if you're walking in the light and you have the truth, You've got Holy Spirit inside of you. You're going to hear the Lord. You're going to hear him. Amen? Holy Spirit, when he comes, where does he come? Where does Holy Spirit come and dwell? In our heart. Not in our head. But so many are head-led. But he's in our heart. He's in our spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, if we cannot believe the Lord and we can't believe this word, what on earth can we believe? Because this word is truth. If, we can't, if we're having a problem believing this, what, what, we, what can we base our life on? Amen? So, hallelujah. I believe this word and I believe I'm walking in more and greater revelation of this word that every day goes by. And that should be our experience because the Lord wants us to know him. And the, the, I think it's the Amplified said, the Lord wants us to experientially know him, have an experience, on, know what it is to walk with him. Not just have a head knowledge of him, but to experience him, to experience his presence, to understand what he feels about things, what he senses about things. Yes, we live under the air of grace, but what he actually feels and what he, his word says about this subject and that subject. In other words, we know him. We know when Holy Spirit is offended. We know when the Holy Spirit and Father is pleased. And we want to please him. We're getting to know him. And through our experience with him, we build that relationship day in, day out. We're growing in him. Sheep are growing in him. We're growing into maturity. Amen. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, that's why baby Christians need to be taught. And we've been talking about that. We've been talking about discipleship over the past few weeks. When somebody gets born again, they cannot just be left. When we start going around the doors and Pastor Brian Madden shows us and gives us ways to outreach and maybe conversation starters, I want us, as many of us to come on that Tuesday night. It's next Tuesday night, isn't it? Following Tuesday night. And hear and receive so that you know, people can hear and have a chance to respond. But when somebody says, yes, Lord, and they accept Jesus as Savior, we cannot just leave them. They're now a baby Christian and they cannot be left. They've got to be taught, okay, now you've the spirit of truth in the inside of you and he wants to speak to you. He wants to start leading and guiding you and uh, showing you, what you where you have to go, what job you have to t- lead in your, in your employment. You know, uh, every decision in life from the littlest things to going out shopping for shoes and to what you're going to make for dinner that night if you're a lady, for what car to purchase if you're a guy, and who you're going to marry. You know, just every decision. You can't be any more clear than that. 
There's so many decisions we're making on a daily basis. But a, a, a baby Christian need to be taught, now, you know, you may have made all the decisions for your life up until now. But now you've given your life to Jesus. And he's now Lord of your life. So now you're going to learn to inquire and ask him. And they may say, but how do I hear him? And then you're going to tell them, this is how you hear. You're going to instruct them. And here's, you know, I'm just going to dispel this lie because sometimes people think, well, I can't teach anybody else. I'm just learning myself. Look, that's true. We're all learning. I'm still learning. I'll always be learning. Always till I meet Jesus. And then I'm going to be learning. Amen? We're training for raining down here, but we're all learning. So that's another lie. If you think that you cannot input into a baby Christian, look, if you're a day older than that baby Christian, then you've got something to give them. And there's a whole lot of us in here that we're more than a day old. Amen? We've loaded. We're loaded. We're loaded. And we've got to give it out and give it out. If we don't start giving out, we just become stagnant. You know, if there's a, if there's a, you know, a body of water and it, it's just got water coming into it, like the Dead Sea, it's got no outlet, it's just stagnant. Everything dies in it. A body of water needs water coming in. It needs water going out. That's us. That's the Holy Ghost springing up on the inside of us. Amen? Wanting out. We're talking in the encounter yesterday about keeping that, our, that pipe clear so that we, we don't get any kinks in it, knots in it, so the Holy Spirit can just flow freely out of us. Freely we've received. Freely give. We don't become stagnant. But we, don't, we don't become a stench. And there's many, many Christians, and they're walking around, and they're a stench. They're an absolute stench. And we all know those Christians. We may not know those personally, but we've all heard, I'm sure, someone who's been totally put off by Christians. Who raised their hand? Who's come across that? They've been totally put off by other Christians. Why? Because they've stunk. Absolutely stunk. Or maybe they haven't allowed the correction of this word to, to bear. They've not been following this word, amen? Because a Christian shouldn't be that to somebody else. They're, the, they're bringing the answer. So we've got to teach baby Christians that when you come to the Lord, your life, it's not for whatever it will be. It's not for you. It's, it's you. Okay, God, this is great. This is exciting. What are we going to do today? What are we going, where are we going? What have you got in my workplace? Who, who have you got to me to speak to what surprises are coming up you know and it's a relationship that you have hallelujah we're not to call to walk in our own reasoning because holy spirit is in our in our head we're not going to be head led we're not going to be money led who knows people are led by money oh that's the cheapest thing i'm going that's that's definitely the deal no it does not mean that that is the best thing to buy or something or that's the best deal just because it's the cheapest You've got to listen to the Holy Spirit on the inside. He's going to tell you that's a good purchase or that's a good business uh, decision there and then. And maybe you're making a business decision and you've got two decisions to make. This one's going to make, make more profit. This one's going to make less profit. But it's funny, when you think about that, you've got to irk in your spirit. It just isn't sitting right. But when you go for this one, it's a lower profit, but it just there's a piece about it. What one are you going to follow? When you're led, you're his wee sheep, and you're led by the Spirit of God, you're going to follow this one, even though to the head it goes, ah, it doesn't make sense. It's going to not going to bring me the profit that this one will be. 
But if you're money-led, you're going to go for this one. You're going to ride right over the witness and the Holy Spirit, and you're going to go for that one. So bring Holy Spirit in every part of our life. Amen? Get into the habit of just letting him lead. And if baby Christians don't learn this immediately, then what happens is they, they, they just go on thinking their own thoughts, doing their own things, and then really just even bringing what they think is Christianity into the church. And this is what I think we should be doing. And, you know, and then, then, then what happens is there's loggerheads against them and leadership in the church because they're bringing their reasoning and going, well, I don't think we should be doing that, Pastor. And they're coming from a totally unrenewed mind. They're not being spirit-led. They're being head-led. And it causes problems in the church, but not this church. Amen? Because we're led from the spirit. But baby Christians have to learn to learn this very, very quickly, that they don't depend on the head, they don't become, lean to their own understanding and their own reasoning. And if they're not taught this, and if, if they're not taught and they're born again on our watch, or there's somebody we know and they come in or we bring them in, you know, we're going to give an answer to the Lord because they need to be taught. Otherwise, they're going to form a habit of running their own lives rather than listening to the Lord and inquiring of the Lord, and that's just going to get them into problems. And it becomes hard for them to change. And then what happens is you get Christians that are saved for years and years, and um, they're just baby Christians running around, but they've been saved for years. And they, they, they haven't got the word inside of them. Their, their thought patterns are wrong. Um, things are going going not going well maybe in their life. They may be making wrong decisions. It's not what the Lord has desired or wanted for them, but they've not been trained to hear and listen to Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, because he knows what's up ahead. He knows the future. He's been there. Romans chapter 8, New King James Version, and verse 14, Romans 8 and verse 14 said, says, For as many as are led, guided, by the Holy Spirit, these are the sons of God. I'm a son of God. I'm proud to be a son of God. I'm led by the Spirit. Amen? I'm a son of God. I'm led. I let him lead me. Hallelujah. Led by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. You know, if you do everything that God says, if you hear, and you know what? You have to just hear. You have to just listen and I, I write a lot of things down because then I have an account. When I, when I, heard, I hear this and I'll date it, I heard you do this, I heard you say that, you gave me this dream, and then I'm able to go back and go, well, that was right, or that was right, or, you know, that was partially right. And I can test then my hearing. You know, we go and get hearing tests when we need them. Well, let's test our own hearing. Record a few things, and it'll give you great confidence that, yeah, I'm good at hearing God. I'm good, I'm a sheep, and I'm good at hearing God. So when you're hearing him and you're following him, things are going to work out in your, in your life, and you're going to walk in good success, and you're going to be in the right place at the right time with the right people. Amen? Verse 15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, 
But you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So we're not to fear. There is a spirit of fear. And that's another thing that will try and lead us. Fear. It'll try and lead us. Here's how. It's not that you'll be, no, you'll be following fear. But, but say the Lord goes, go there. And fear immediately comes up in you. And you go, mm-mm, no. And so instead of going there, you go there. You see how? You're not following fear, but fear's going to block, stop you. Following, so you go off on another tangent. So don't let fear lead. Don't let money lead. Don't let your emotions lead you. Don't let other people lead you. How many voices are speaking into our head? When we talk to people of a decision to make, everybody's lovely and, whoa, have you thought about this? Have you tried that? Oh, I had something. I had a decision like that. And I thought this was very good and this helped me. We've all been there. They've got the voices, people voices, men, um, well-meaning people. We're not to be people-led, money-led, fear-led. Even our children, we're not to be led by our children, as it were. It says a little child shall lead them. But we, are the mums and dads, are making decisions for children. So we have to be careful in that. I've seen children lead parents. Be careful. Let's do it the Bible way. So we are going to be led by the Spirit. Amen. Um, Spirit of fear, it's only going to limit you. It's going to keep you in a box. It's going to keep you from fulfilling and receiving what God actually wants for you in those different areas of your life. Because God's going to lead you in a good place. He's going to lead you into a broad place. He's going to lead you into a place of prosperity in every area of your life if you'll let him, if you'll follow him, because we're blessed to be a blessing to other people. Amen. And he's going to lead you into fruitfulness. He's going to lead you out of lack. He's going to lead you into abundance. He's going to lead you, if you're in sickness, he's going to lead you out of that into health. And then you're going to stay there. You're going to walk in wholeness. You're going to walk in health. Hallelujah. So come on this morning. Let's make up our minds. We're going to be spirit-led. We're going to do checks. We're going to check. We're making a decision. Okay, what's, what's leading me here? Do a check. You know, if you're married, your spouse is here, be accountable to one another. You know, Brian and I, will, we'll correct each other from time to time, mostly Brian correcting me. What's leading you right there, Karen? Have a good friend, but somebody just, you know, be accountable to somebody. What is leading you? Um, so Jesus is our example, and he was always led by the Holy Spirit. Remember in Luke 4 and verse 1, Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit. Luke 4, verse 1. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, he returned from the Jordan and he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. A high point in Jesus' life, just being baptized, amen, in the Jordan. And then you say, oh, my ministry's about to begin. But no, the Spirit led him into the wilderness. Well, fear could have come up there, the wilderness. What am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What's going to become of me in the wilderness? It's hot over there. Any other thing, emotions could have been screaming out to him. You know, different things could have been screaming out, but he knew the Spirit 
and he knew the leading of Holy Spirit, and he knew if the Holy Spirit's leading me to the wilderness, I don't want to be anywhere else in this world, anywhere else in this universe or this planet. I want to be in that wilderness. I don't want to be in another wilderness in another country. I want to be in that wilderness because that's where Holy Spirit is leading me. Amen? So what's leading you this morning? That's a good question to ask. What's leading you? Because of all these voices trying to push us and pull us different ways and the enemy trying to use fear and trying to use manipulation and just different things and working on our emotions, you know. But when we're led by the Spirit, we're going to know this is the way. You're going to hear a voice behind you. This is the way. Walk in it, the Word says. And we're not going to give any place to the devil, you know, because he's always going to try and keep trip us up, trying to defeat us, trying to lead us in another way, but we're not giving him place. You know, we learned yesterday and we heard about the traps he lays for us, and we're going to be very alert when the trap comes. Trap. He wants to entrap us that we're not going to be entrapped. We're being set free. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So only Holy Spirit is going to, to lead us. And there in Romans 8 and verse 16, it says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Spirit himself bears witness. Now I want to talk about that, just bearing witness. So that's one of the ways. See, when you're listening to the voice, you're not always going to hear Karen, go down to the spar on the Rathgill Road and there you will buy your milk because it's 10p cheaper. No, it's not going to come like a voice. But if I'm driving down the road and I'm often listening, I'm just listening, so I'll just have a witness, yeah, I'll just veer off here, okay? So it's still the leading, it's the witness, it's the most, it's the way the Holy Ghost leads more than ever. It's the witness in your heart and being led by the peace when you start getting that, uh going on there's something not right down here pay attention because your peace is being disturbed you want to be in peace if your peace is disturbed back up don't make a decision find out what's going on so the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of god and then we hear there's a still small voice so sometimes we do hear that still small voice of the lord um, of holy spirit and then in our own spirit our own spirit has a voice, and we call that a conscience. So our own spirit speaks to us. It's the conscience. So we're going to hear those speaking, and we just need to know what part of us is Holy Spirit speaking, and we're going to, to listen to that. So here we're saying that the, the Holy Spirit, he's witnessing with our spirit. That's a very important verse you know, get your phones out if you don't have a notebook with you and take that verse down. This verse will keep you. Romans 8, verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness. The primary way the Spirit leads, but he bears witness with our spirit, not our head, not our hands, not our feet, not our ears, with our spirit, that we are children of God. And we all know them. We're children of God. So awesome. When the devil wants to try and say, you're nothing, you're a nobody, you've missed it, you can hold that verse up and say, I am a child of God. Praise God. Romans 8 and 16. Wonderful verse. Hallelujah. 
So to be a successful Christian, obeying the inner witness is absolutely essential. Absolutely. Don't compare yourself with others. To see, you know, if you're successful, you may see, oh, this one's successful, or that person is successful in the word. I tell you, keep listening and obeying the voice of God because he knows how to make you, the individual, successful. Keep obeying. Keep listening. Paying attention as we, as we looked in, in John 10 and obeying that voice because God knows all about your future. And don't ro- override any check when you hear, when you get that witness to do something or to not do something. You know, often it can be a not because the time's not right or it's just a no. And we don't want to ride over that no. And sometimes your head screams, but it seems so right. Give it time. Just give it time. If you've got time, you give it time in that. And you just, but don't, don't ride over a check in your spirit. Um, I've just got a video to show, so we'll have lights in the house down now. We're going to listen to this video, and it's called Listen to the Voice. I was in Alaska doing a lawsuit. We're way out in the Aleutian Islands, getting ready to leave and go back to Anchorage and then home. And I had a ticket in my pocket to get on an airplane. A pastor came up. And he said, listen, I can save you money. I said, how's that? He said, I flew a small airplane up here. And I fly a small airplane. And I can take you in my little airplane and you can save your ticket. And this did not sound, I said, gee, thank you so very, very much. But I've got this ticket. We'll just make our way on home, me and this other lawyer with me. He said, no, 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 you got to do it. You got to do it. And against every better judgment I had, I said, okay. Well, we went out to the airport, took us by his little plane, and I looked at it, and I thought, well, one good thing, it's shiny. Then he walked around it. We got in. He's on the left front. I'm on the right front. The other lawyer's sitting right behind me. And he started it up, and it started up just fine. Well, we taxied out. I said, should we pray? He said, yeah, that's a good idea. We normally don't. I said, well, this time we're going to. And I'm telling you, I prayed five, eight minutes. I prayed a long time. We went and got on the runway. He starts down the runway. The plane lifted off ever so gently, and we start climbing. And it's wonderful. Not a problem in the world. We started climbing, and we flew probably three, four minutes. And something happened that will never leave my mind. The pilot turned to me, and he said, We're going in the clouds, and I can't fly in clouds. They make me pass out. I said, clouds make you do what? (laughs) Now, it's been cloudy all day. And we go right up into the clouds, and you can't see anything. And he looks at me, and his eyes roll back in his head. And he starts mumbling, and he passes out. Passed out cold. Now I grabbed him and I shook him and I said, come on, you got to wake up so I can kill you. Now we're in the clouds flying along with no pilot. And my friend in the back seat said, we're dead, aren't we? I said, there's a very good chance of that, yes. He said, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. But there was a radio right there and I handed him the microphone and I said, start asking for help. So he's in the back seat reaching up and he said, hello, hello. We didn't know any proper radio etiquette. All we were saying was hello. And somebody answered back, hello, hello. 
don't you guys know proper radio etiquette? And I said, give it me. I said, tell them, we don't know nothing. Tell them we're in an airplane with a passed out pilot and we don't know how to fly this plane. The guy said, I'm a freighter flying out of Anchorage on the way to Tokyo. And he said, you're telling me you have nobody who can fly that plane with you? I said, tell them that's correct. Now you gotta understand, I am sweating bullets. He said, the first thing I'm gonna do is start circling so I don't lose you because I'll fly out of range of your radio and you won't have me anymore. And he said, I'm gonna get Anchorage emergency for you. An Anchorage emergency will be the people that can maybe help you try to save your life. After about five minutes, Anchorage came on, said, we understand you have a passed out pilot. And those of you do not know how to fly that plane. We said, that's right. They said, well, the first thing we got to do is find you. And I'll never forget what this man at Anchorage said. He said, my job is to get you home safe. He said, that's my job. But he said, here's the deal. If you want me to get you home safe, you got to promise me you'll obey my voice. He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. And he said, if you're not going to obey my voice, you're going to die. When you can't see anything, you have no idea how disorientated you become. Finally, he said, okay, I found you. Now hear me clear. He said, you're four minutes from a mountain. He said, you're going to crash in that mountain and die. Follow my voice. I never said, I have to follow your voice. Is that reasonable? You see, I understood without his voice, I had nothing. And do you understand? Without God's voice, you have nothing. Nothing. Finally, he got us turned. And he said, I'm freezing all the traffic in the area. He said, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage. And there's a lot of weather between you and Anchorage. You're in for a rough ride. And he said, I want you to hear me. I don't want you to look at what's going on outside. I don't want you to pay attention to the storm, just my voice. He said, if you start watching the storm, you will die. But I'll take you through it. Now, because they cleared all the traffic, several pilots, those nighttime freighters, those 747s started talking to us. They said, we're praying for you, men. You're going to make it. Listen to the voice. That's the key. They said, trust the voice. Do you realize your head is full of voices? And everybody in this world wants to talk to you. And everybody wants to be the controlling voice. And God says, I want you to be a living sacrifice. I want you to put yourself on the altar and let my voice be your voice. Finally, we went through the worst of the weather, but there was still more. And then the voice came back and it said, now, I'm going to line you up. He said, I'm going to bring you in right down the runway. And at the foot of the runway are some lights and they're in the form of a cross. He said, don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. Finally, he's bringing us down. We still can't see anything. And all he kept saying is, stay with me. My sheep, the Bible says, hear my voice and they follow me. Finally, just a couple hundred feet off the ground, we saw the cross. I landed the plane. In fact, I landed it seven times. Finally, it all came to a stop, and the minute we stopped, the pilot woke up. The voice said, thanks for listening. I watch them crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice. They don't understand I'm the one who can see them even when they can't see me but they get the voices in their head and they kill themselves.
They self-destruct. Thanks for listening to the voice. Then they put us in a motel room in about four in the morning. The knock at my door. And I opened the door and a man was standing there. He said, hello, David. I said, you're the voice. You're the one who got me home. He said, I am. Do you understand one day you're going to stand before him and say, you were the voice. You're the voice that brought me home. If you're not on that altar as a living sacrifice, your head's full of voices. And then we wonder why kids crash and burn. We wonder why marriages are shattered. And the Lord's saying, I'm the one who has the voice. All I can remember is that voice saying, stay with me. Stay with me. Don't listen to what's going on in your head and don't watch the storm. Stay with me. And I'll take you through. Tonight you have a God who has promised to take you through. A living sacrifice, holy. Amen. Let's just close our eyes. God, we thank you that we have your voice. We thank you that we are sheep and we hear your voice. And just, if you're here today and you have not been listening to that voice or maybe paying attention to the leading of Holy Spirit, or maybe you've not really given it much thought as to how to be led by Holy Spirit, just say sorry in your heart. Sorry, Lord, I repent. And I'm going to change this. And I'm going to follow the voice. I'm going to follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to follow the inner witness. I'm not going to ride over checks in my spirit anymore. And I'm going to be faithful with those around about me. When I meet a Christian and a baby Christian who is not doing this or doesn't know how to, I'm going to teach them this so that they do not crash and burn so that they will have good success. And Lord, I'm your sheep and I trust you with my life. I trust you with my every area of my life. I trust you with my family. I trust you with every decision because I'm your sheep and a sheep trusts you. Even at times when I don't understand I trust you, and I'm going to be sensitive to the leading of your Holy Spirit. From this time forward, I make this decision today. On the 26th of June, 2022, I'm waking up to your leading how crucial it is. And I'm saying thank you.
for being the voice. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Spirit of truth, that I have you on the inside. You lead me always from the inside, not the outside. And I thank you. I thank you. In your name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.